Good morning. Centuries ago, the psalmist said, this is the day that God has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And yet another beautiful Sabbath day. I would like to welcome all who are in person and present here at Naples UCC and all who are connecting with us online. My name is Mark Williams and I'm the senior minister here at Naples UCC and so blessed to be with all for worship. Today, I am joined by Lloyd Bettis, who is going to be helping me with the liturgy. Uh, Lloyd is one of our Stephen ministers here at Naples UCC. I've had a chance to get to know him over the week, and what a blessing to have him alongside me today in worship. Would like to recognize those who are connecting with us online, especially at Arbor Trace and Bentley Village, those two communities, and elsewhere. You'll note that we are going to be serving Holy Communion later in our worship service today, so you'll want to be sure to prepare your elements. Welcome to all who are connecting with us virtually. One of our traditions here at Naples UCC is to sign the blue attendance pad that's in the pews, and I would ask that those pads be passed down the pews as that is a way that we can connect with one another. Speaking of the pews, we have two in our church, two members of our congregation who have celebrated in recent weeks a truly awesome milestone. A 70th, 70th, that's right, wedding anniversary. At this time, I would invite Hank and Louise Leander to please stand. What an awesome milestone. Today's instrumentalists are underwritten as well by Tom and Barbara Lauber and Sue Like in honor of Hank and Louise's 70th, uh, close friends of Hank and Louise. Uh, blessings to all who continue to support our music program here at Naples UCC. A number of different ways to connect and be involved in the life of our church family and in the ministries of the church. Before we begin our time of worship, I just wanted to highlight a few. This coming Wednesday, Wacky Wednesday will begin. Hurricane Adalia delayed us a little bit last year. We're really excited to get Wacky Wednesday back up and going. That is at 3 o'clock, and then at 4 o'clock as part of the program, the children will be with Dr. Becky doing uh, their music. We are so excited to get Wacky Wednesday up and going. And if you have yet to sign up your child or grandchild, be sure to connect with Jeannie Snedeker, our Director of Christian Education, before you leave today. One week from today, on September 10th, we are going to be hosting a prospective new member luncheon. All are invited to participate, and if you're wanting to know more information about Naples UCC or have heard God's call to formally unite with the church, I look forward to being with you for lunch this coming Sunday, and you can sign up for that event in the gathering place. 
Also, one week from today, on September the 10th at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, our middle and high school youth group will be meeting up for the first time this school year. If you are interested in participating, be sure to connect with Sarah Treiser, and her contact information is in your bulletins. And also in your bulletins, there is a little bit about some opportunities to come and meet with me, to meet up with Mark. If you're here visiting today, you'll note that I've been the senior minister here for just a little over a month, and I've been hosting some small group sessions where I've been able to meet uh, with parishioners in a small group setting. I have loved getting to know uh, so many of you, and if you've yet to sign up for a Meet with Mark, I have four more of them coming uh, this month. You can sign up for one of those meetings in the gathering place as well. Let us now prepare our hearts and minds for worship. Moses was told by God to say to the Israel, 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 Israelites, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my title for all generations. Let us gather today to follow the same advice God gave to Moses and worship this God of our ancestors. You may turn to your bulletin to join me in this prayer. God of peace, we invite you to join us for our service today. Give us unity of spirit and purpose, even as we share different theological and or political views. We have shown up, and now let us listen, enlighten us, and guide us through the messages shared today. Allow us to be moved spiritually to work together on our shared mission, just as Moses sought unity as he led the Israelites out of Egypt and through the wilderness to the mountain of God. Amen. Please pause and reflect as I offer the pastoral prayer. God of the vineyard, on this Labor Day weekend, we ask that you would bless our work both at home and in the world. Strengthen the spirits of those who are unemployed or for whom work has been recently challenging. Bless our staff here at Naples UCC whose gifts in ministry we so appreciate. God of compassion, may your presence be felt by all who are hurting after Hurricane Adelia. Guide and sustain those who are working to help many who seek to recover. May your presence be felt by all who are hurting, and may you bring strength in this time of need. Help us on our way, O God of love. Just as you observe the misery of the Israelites, your people who were in Egypt and you heard their cry, Please also be with us when we become weary and discouraged in our honest search of faith. As we lose sight of our goals, we ask that your spirit sustain, encourage, and enable us to go on. If we change our course, let it be not in self-interest, but to share the love of Christ with others. Let our quest be to expand our faith as we struggle in a world that sometimes seems a trackless and hostile wilderness, 
Indeed, you know our sufferings just as you knew the misery of the Israelites. Deliver us in the same spirit as the way you led the Israelites out of Egypt and into the land flowing with milk and honey. We continue our prayer in Christ's name as we offer the prayer he taught us, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This morning's scripture comes from Exodus chapters 2 and 3. It's a little long, so you're welcome to follow along in your bulletins as the text is printed there. One day, after Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and saw their forced labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his kinsfolk. He looked this way and that, And seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. When he went out the next day, he saw two Hebrews fighting. And he said to the one who was in the wrong, Why do you strike your fellow Hebrew? Then Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called him out of the bush Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. It often gets said that failure is the great preparer of greatness. And when we look back over history in regards to those who have been successful, we see this to be true. Bill Gates in the world of business flunked out of Harvard in the 1970s. Thomas Edison, the inventor of the light bulb, tried 9,000 times in regards to that invention before finally actually succeeding. In the world of sports, Michael Jordan got cut from the varsity basketball team. 
In the world of music, Beethoven, the composer, his first music teacher said that he was hopeless in the world of composing. In the world of entertainment, there was Walt Disney at the first press conference after Disney World was opened up. He was ridiculed by a reporter because he didn't have enough good ideas. In the world of books, there was John Grisham who tried to get his first legal thriller published 11 times. And it was only thereafter that it finally worked. And then in the world of politics, there was Abraham Lincoln lost 12 different races before becoming president. And in the world of the Hebrew Bible, there was Moses who endured a period, a season of failure in his life before God ever called him to greatness. For the choir was right this morning. Moses was not perfect. You see, oftentimes when you and I consider the story of Moses, we go back to that story of Moses being a baby in the basket in the Nile River, the story that I spoke about just last Sunday. And then the next thing we think about in Moses' life is God appearing to Moses in the burning bush. But there is a story sandwiched in between the two that I think is particularly relevant to Moses' call. One scholar joked about it this way. She simply wrote, in between the story of baby in a basket and burning bush, there was the big blunder. For you'll recall in Exodus chapter 2, Moses took the life of the Egyptian taskmaster. We're told that once upon a time, uh, Moses was watching as uh, God's people were being uh, mistreated by an Egyptian taskmaster. And Moses kind of pulled a look here and a look there, saw what was happening, and decided to take this man's life and then bury the body in the sand as though he wanted to, you know, cover it up. Well, it didn't take long for the secret to get out. And Moses' failure began to have a huge impact. Not only was that murder a very, very difficult for generations of people to come, but it was also very hard on God's people as now Pharaoh was even more mad at God's people, so much so that Moses was sort of displaced, if you will. He had to flee Egypt all the way to Midian. And it was there in Midian that God appeared to Moses in and through the burning bush. Moses, Moses, here I am. I want to ask a question of you all this Labor Day weekend, and it's perhaps an appropriate one to reflect upon. What if What if there was something about Moses' failure in Exodus chapter 2 that was connected to God's call of Moses to greatness? What if the two stories are connected? As one scholar pointed out, if Moses had been successful shortly prior to God's call, would Moses' burning ego have allowed him to hear from the burning bush? What if God, in moments of failure in Moses' life and in our lives, is not absent? 
What if that season of failure is a ripe opportunity for God to call us forth? For when we fail in our everyday lives, when we make mistakes, we often make believe that it's the end of the road. But in the life of Moses, it's not the end of any road. There's a new road that comes. There's a turn. There's something more. God does something that's next. I want you to consider just for a moment in your life where recently you may have made a mistake. Perhaps it was an investment that went wrong or an idea that uh, didn't go right. Or perhaps it was a decision or a choice that didn't work out or a moral failure or something that just happened and it wasn't supposed to happen as you had planned it, but it just happened that way. And you felt as though it was a failure. Does that mean that it's at the end of the road? Or maybe, just maybe, is that failure fueling the fire? For I would argue quite strongly that you cannot detach the story of God calling Moses in the burning bush apart from the failure because it was in that season of life, in that ripe territory where Moses had been humbled, that God spoke to Moses. Moses, Moses, here I am. It is Labor Day weekend, and one of the stories in uh, the world of business that we've been following has been the story of artificial intelligence. And I was reading an article this past week about IBM, and in reading that article, I was reminded of one of my favorite IBM stories. And if you've been in business over the course of your lifetime, this is one that has been uh, exchanged on numerous occasions. It's the story of a Tom Watson Sr., uh, the founder and 40-year leader of IBM, uh, running his company one day. And there was a junior executive at IBM who went off on a very risky business venture and decided to make a $10 million investment in something, and it totally bombed. Well, Watson decided to call the young man into his office, and he asked his assistant to bring the young man in. And the young man was very, very humbled uh, in the moment, and he had typed out uh, his letter and had boxed up the possessions in his office. And he walked into to Tom Watson's uh, 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 suite there at the IBM headquarters, and he said, here it is. I resign. I give up. No worries. And Tom Watson replied back to him, your resignation I just spent $10 million educating you. I can't afford your resignation. What if, what if after seasons of failure in our lives, God is not absent, but there's something more, something next? For part of what the story of the burning bush following the blunder teaches me is that our God of grace can afford that we are human and make mistakes. Our God of grace can afford us patience as we seek to persevere through all of that which is failed. But what our God cannot afford is a resignation. Wow. <laughs> Praise be to God. 
This is the table that Jesus has prepared for all of us. All are welcome. Come not because you must, but because you may. Come not because you understand, but because you are understood. Come not because you deserve a place, but because Jesus invites you just as you are. Come, friends, to receive the bread of life and the cup of salvation. Come to share in the joyful feast of the people of God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we ask you to bless this bread and cup and all of us with the outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Through this meal, make us the body of Christ, the church, your servant people, that we may be salt and light and leaven for the furtherance of your will in the world. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. On the night in which Jesus was betrayed, Jesus took bread, broke it, gave thanks, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Every time you eat of this, do so in remembrance of me. And on that same night, after the supper was over, Jesus took the cup, gave thanks, gave it to his disciples and said, poured out into this cup is the blood of my new covenant. It's been poured out for the forgiveness of your sin. Every time you drink of this, do so in remembrance of me. Come now as God's people, the table is ready. And now as you go from this place, may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warmly on your face. May the rain fall softly on your fields. And until we all meet again, may the Lord Jesus Christ hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. Go in peace.